0: Welcome to Afterlives with Kara Cooney, in which we discuss ancient Egyptian history and relevant current events that we think will be of interest to our audience. I am Kara Cooney, and I'm a professor of Egyptology at UCLA. This podcast is separate from my teaching and research roles at UCLA. In recent years, I've become active in communicating with the general public about the history of ancient Egypt through lectures, interviews, social media, books, and guest appearances this podcast is my opportunity to take the kinds of deep dives into history that are not always possible in academic formats
1: hello hey jordan how are you doing
0: um i'm i'm not good (laughs) (laughs) i'm not good Um, i'm working with i think three other people on finishing the book recycling for death and it's taking all of my spare time, and I'm also teaching this summer, which I don't normally do, mm-hmm. and it's, um, it's just Tactic. a lot. But it's, you
1: love the chaos. It, I kind of do. This is too much chaos for it's you. a
0: little too much, and it just makes me dream of wanting to go, like, run away. Drink cocktails forever poolside. Mm-hmm. That's just, that sounds really well, nice.
1: Uh, and to when read, like, cookbooks yeah. and stuff, you know? Hopefully when you're done, yeah. then you can take a nice... Holiday somewhere? Yeah,
0: a holiday. I can't even. I can't imagine. And I just would like. Yeah, I would just like to rest and long weekend. Read things that don't mean anything Mm -hmm. to anybody. I suppose. I actually, I don't like reading things like that. But you know know. what I mean. We talked about last time. My work.
1: Yeah. 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 So, Where you don't have to be like, I need to cite this and what yeah. pages that on it. But
0: the interesting thing in this case is that I'm not just suffering alone. i brought other people into my suffering. Gotta share. Gotta share I'm the sharing And sharing and loading suffering off onto other people, such as Amber, <laughs> who's sitting right here, you know, suffering not in looking front of at me on purpose because I've just sent her two different versions of chapter fucking two. And she's like, which one yeah, is you've it? edited and two I'm different like, files. Oh. And I'm not that person that's like, you should know which one... I'm like, oh, fuck, I sent you two of the different versions. Because I know it's me. It's always me. Always me.
1: You should take responsibility. I
0: do. But that doesn't make it any easier for Amber, who now has to fix the goddamn problem. Um, You see that I'm cursing a lot. It's fine. So I'm fine. It's just... um, Hectic. And this is only the beginning of the end because we have to send it. We're this is sending the it, first draft. <laughs> this is the first draft, the finished draft. And we're sending that to the publishers August 1st. That's two days. Um, so the, the first finished draft is due August 1st. And, and then I have another at least two weeks of going mm-hmm. through the photo essays with Kylie and team in InDesign because it has to be done in InDesign first. We're actually writing it directly to InDesign, which Ugh. is kind of crazy. Um, but it, but well, it's we'll so make visual. make it better because
1: then it's just like,
0: yeah. it's done.
1: You, I can't give someone
0: a tiny bit of text and then a mm-hmm. thousand photos and say, lay it out. Because yeah. it, it's not going to work. It needs work. to be and in these are coordination issues. with each other. Yeah. yeah, it has to be done right. So it's just um, exhausting and I'm pulled in eight different directions and I'm not sleeping enough. Huh. But
1: it's fine. How are you? I feel, I, think, I feel like you sent us that thing the other day about like these stars and everything that's going on right now the astrology yeah, yeah the astro weather yeah and it was very accurate like yeah. I feel like all of us right now are feeling very chaotic and hectic and there's a lot of little things pulling you in different directions yeah at least for me I'm like shit it's August mm-hmm. and it's
0: August right like and granted for UCLA people anybody who works on a quarter yeah. system you don't start until October. end of September so that's okay yeah but It's, you know, so we still have, like, a month and a half left. But I'm going out of the country end of August. Yep. All things, you know, COVID allowing and other things allowing. Who knows But it's, like, August is
1: the month where I'm, like, oh, all this stuff needs, I know what needs to get done in August. And you're, like, so it's, like, this weight of, like, I know it needs to be a productive month. I have, like, stuff for my work that's due needs to be done by Mm -hmm. the end of August Mm -hmm. that's weighing on me. Dissertation stuff that I want to get done. But at least I'm not teaching this session, so I should have oh, some... that's nice. Yeah. But you're
0: still ETA, so you still... ETA, like
1: but, like, I have that set up in such a way that I, it's pretty automated at this point, good. unless there's some, like, weird, unforeseen circumstance. Um, so There it's always is. There always is. But for the most part, it should be good, and a lot of TAs have already taught before, so they should be a little bit, like, I don't need to be as present for them but teaching is really it takes up so much time
0: oh teaching's easy you just do your you Mm -hmm. do your stuff but also really you care about what you teach during covid we have dealt with mental an mm-hmm. emotional and circumstantial crises of undergraduates in a way that we haven't before. Yeah, we're like,
1: their psychs, too. <laughs> yeah,
0: because sometimes we're the first line of, of defense for a student. Just seeing who's something's
1: up. Yeah, and yeah. you're like,
0: you're not doing okay. What's going on? If oh, yeah. you reached out? They're like, no, I haven't. I'm fine. Are you fine? Yep. And so sometimes we're the... Every, the way forward. You
1: know, every time the TAs are like, I'm like the first assignments due and I'm like whoever doesn't turn it in cuz there's always mm-hmm. students who don't submit something. Mm-hmm. Like send an email and check in, not just because the assignment wasn't submitted, but like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Like, the assignments like a second, you know, we can worry about that after, but yeah. like you signed up for this course, you're not present. Is everything all right? Yeah. Are you meaning to do this? If it's if you like totally you meant to do, it, then like totally fine, like whatever, but you know, always got to check in. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, every, everyone it seems in this late capitalist reality is pulled in 18 different directions, yes. doing too much, working too hard,
1: mm-hmm. and we
0: just have to try to care for each other as much as we can. Yeah, That's be flexible
1: and lenient. And
0: Which means giving Amber two versions of chapter two. Because she loves you. She's letting <laughs> her figure it out. She's
1: as lucky I do. <laughs> <laughs> as best she can.
0: So we'll see. But, um, and for those of you interested in Recycling for Death, that book will be out with American University and Cairo Press.
1: Be a probably good one. Um,
0: in the new year 2023 early in the early new year 2023. and we'll see what be it's, awesome. it's going to be about we'll do a an episode on tone. it
1: yeah we will we'll do an episode sure. and yeah
0: that's awesome and it's going to be one volume maybe two at this point i really don't know because it keeps growing and so we'll see
1: well the photos are so important oh, to it God. so the it's photos how are best huge. to yeah integrate those it's, yeah. The,
0: it's the best way to communicate what's going on with these pieces so anyway yeah
1: that's how I am, but yeah. But we're here, going <laughs> to do a fun podcast episode. Yeah. Today we're actually doing a retaping. Yes, because we, we had bad sound. What happened? Bad sound, the first harem, I think we tried that weird, it was when we tried that weird... That um, camera
0: that we had to do in 30 minute...
1: No, sections? it wasn't that. It was when we had my iPhone, and we tried the iPhone microphone, oh. and I'm pretty sure it was pointed in that direction oh. and not at us. That's and then funny. we had Amber's backup recording, and then that also wasn't that great because mm-hmm. it was just an iPhone. Mm-hmm. So we're re-taping it because I think it was a great episode, and people yeah. all really liked it. Yeah. Um, and so we were waiting for a, a time when there was an opening just to re-record it, and so the time was today. And, and it makes sense because it's something we don't have to put a whole lot of time into. We've already
0: done yep. it, so it's there. Had and the questions pulled
1: already. It's awesome. We know it pretty well. We have wine poured.
0: We Everyb- have wine. We're good. Everybody's
1: happy. So, yes. So we should get started. So briefly, <laughs> <laughs> what is a harem, quote oh, unquote, yes. in, ancient, in the ancient Egyptian context? Yeah. How did it function? We'll get into later on like, where the word comes from mm-hmm. and all the issues and mm-hmm. all that kind of good stuff. But... We're going to use the term. What is it? What's the definition of it? So, the
0: term is, as I understand it, an 18th century Ottoman Turkish use of an Arabic word. Mm-hmm. The Arabic word being haram, mm-hmm. which means forbidden, not allowed, exclusive. Viable. Say again?
1: Yeah forbidden, allowed, inviolable,
0: inviolable, inviolable, Inviolable. um, and so haram ends up becoming harem in modern English parlance using this word, and it's, it's a word that is, um, from the Middle East and is used in Persian contexts as well, and is used in modern Western, um, ways to denote a man who plays around maybe. I, I think a lot of people see the word harem. I mean, w- when you hear the word harem, you immediately know what it means. I
1: think of a man yeah. who has a lot of women. Man who has a lot of
0: women and then women the women kept in seclusion. The women he has are in seclusion
1: and competing against each other. competing or something. against each
0: other, dressed in ways that don't allow their full figure to be seen, but in ways that are provocative. Yeah, like see-through clothes. Mm-hmm. see through veils, see-through mm-hmm. clothing. Um, lounging about, maybe there's opium involved, Yes. lots of cushions, um, there's lots of Orientalism.
1: Yeah, Orientalizing. Lots
0: of Orientalism associated with the word harem, which is why, and we'll go ahead and go right to -hmm. this, um, I think a lot of Egyptologists push back against the use of the word harem, and say we should not use it, Mm -hmm. it is inappropriate. It's too loaded. Too loaded, because of its modern Orientalist weight, and the imposition of Western judgments onto an ancient culture.
1: Well, and the Egyptian harem, ancient Egyptian harem mm-hmm. is different mm-hmm. than the Ottoman harem, different from the Persian harem, different, different from, from Chinese harem. Yes, so it's like I think a lot of the pushback is like maybe okay to use it, but then for most people they initially will just think of one, usually the Ottoman type harem and then just apply that directly. Like mm-hmm. you can't get beyond that cultural baggage of it right, and see it through other different lenses. And so
0: some people have pushed against it. And I think uh, Virginia Emery here, I think it's Virginia Emery, who in her work uses the architectural form mm-hmm. of the harem, comparing Turkish palaces for the harem to Egyptian palaces and saying, because the architecture doesn't fit, structures don't fit, you can't equate the two and you shouldn't call it that. I think. And then there are other scholars like Sally-Ann Ashton who say, well, why are you calling it a harem with all of that weight? Call it the female apartments or the female quarters. Yeah. And and that has less weight attached to it.
1: Which I get. Yeah. I like private like household or something like this, yeah. private apartments. I think just because it encourages them, um, like if we're trying to use the most like emic words possible, applying another cult, you know. But then I also see it if it does work it immediately cues in someone to how this, this yeah, because building worked. What does the harem do to your mind? You say
0: harem and immediately yeah. evocative of all of that is not, yes, you can get the orientalist like veils and the pillows and the opium and all of this, these Middle Eastern orientalizing tropes. Okay, fine. But what do you immediately think of? The asymmetricality, mm-hmm. unequal exploitation of very young female mm-hmm. bodies. A man having many, many women and other men not being able to enter that space and not partake of those women. A guarded space that is separate from the rest of society. Mm -hmm. And women who are stuck into a a velvet prison who have nobody to work against but each other, which creates a very loaded political atmosphere. And in my writing and in my work on The Harem... Um, some some of which will be published for the first time actually um, in the next two months for my social history volume mm-hmm. with Nadia Ben Marzouk and Danny Candelora. I argue that the harem should be considered the the best word to use because of how loaded it is. You want and that connotation. I want it. I want the weight. I want the the ooh factor. The I icky, want it. Yes. Yeah, like because the women who were exploited in that capacity in the ancient world deserve nothing less than mm-hmm. us using that word to describe what it was that they, that they lived. And, and then if you want to compare it, and I know you have this in your, in your notes and questions too, like what are the Egyptian words for the harem yeah. and how are we to understand them? And then you're like, oh yeah, these words do have a lot to do with mm-hmm. the Arabic haram. And, and it, means, mm. it means something very similar. So what's wrong with us using mm-hmm. this word harem? Um, I, I'm, I'm all yeah. for it. As a feminist, I'm mm-hmm. all for it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, because if we look at, from an ancient Egyptian context, what the quote-unquote harem was, it's still a grouping of women mm-hmm. of the household, mm-hmm. their associated offspring mm-hmm. in most cases. The harem nursery. The harem nursery, right, the queens, the harem women. The harem matriarch, yep. right, all the hierarchy that that entails. It usually is the chief wife. Yep. Maybe Um, a king's sister,
0: king's sister. sister. Yeah,
1: I'm just thinking like Tia or something like this. Yeah, Um, princesses, you know, beautiful young things brought in from the countryside because of how they look rather than Mm -hmm. who they're related to. The children, the royal, the princes probably would have been raised there. Um, But the harem also is a is an institution. Yeah, right that owns land. Um, It. Yeah, owns land. It has mon- money money attached to it. And employs all kinds employs of employees. It like we can talk about. We'll talk about this later. But you know, has weaving workshops mm-hmm. attached to it. There are so crafts in association yeah. with the harem, it can be a money making enterprise. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just the grouping of women in this in this locale, but it's also a a, a an institution in its own right. But just that is so similar to like a palace. I yeah. guess you know. You you get an idea that like say
0: you're putting a whole bunch of young women aside and removing them from regular Mm -hmm. society and cloistering them up and putting them in a particular place. Say you're doing this in Europe in the 14th century. Well, you would call it a nunnery. Mm -hmm. They all get to marry Christ, whatever that means. And no, there will be no nursery, but you have to put lands aside for Mm -hmm. that. You have to have some sort of income. You have to have an endowment. You can't support all of these people without that economic foundation.
1: But I wonder in this regard, in the nunnery example, Right, the church is the one who's kind of overseeing, reaps the benefits of it, yeah. all this kind of stuff. But so in, it'd be interesting in the Egyptian example to look through the economic documents, because there are a fair amount connected to these harems, um, seeing if, is the king the only one who gets to reap the benefit of these harems? Does he, because it's his harem, or is the harem connected to the state, a larger state entity It's not connected to a temple? This is I mean, the, we have harems connected to temples as gods, harems, henerets of gods. This is exactly the argument
0: that I was making in the article in the Egyptian Society volume that I wrote with Turan Dut mm-hmm. and, and Chloe Landis. And the article is entitled, titled The Body of the King. And it's saying that the harem, removing or pulling these young women, who will age, because mm-hmm. we all do, but who will pull these young women into this institution Is a way of connecting elites, -elites, non-elites, people who live in urban areas, people who live in in non-urban areas, with the court Mm -hmm. through the body of the king. Mm -hmm. An elite can't really connect with the king as like a buddy and hang out and be super close to him, but his daughter can In a different way, and so yeah, that will marry
1: her, exactly. and then now we'll, we're connected. So, like, and we if can train her, her something. son
0: or daughter becomes more important within the court, then that elite mm-hmm. is going to be aggrandized yeah. and and put on a higher pedestal because of the importance of his kid. And also, you you can put your children into this harem, your daughters as as spies or as political mm-hmm. activists in a way, as women with agency of their own. And you might think, well, most of these women don't have much agency. You would be right. But the harem is a place where you can kill a king. Mm-hmm. And, and I know mm-hmm. you're going to get to this, but Ramses III was murdered within the context of the harem. And we know this because his mummy shows a cut going all the way back to his One spine. Point, yeah. So it's, um, and, and we have the harem conspiracy documentations or the, the, jur- the Turin judicial papyri. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, it's a really interesting thing to think of the harem as a means of creating a release valve vis-a-vis the king and his elites a connection point. Vis-a-vis the king and his mm-hmm. elites a connection point between the court and the non-elite. Mm-hmm. Um, a connection point between certain parts of Egypt because you could have harems mm-hmm. in the Fayum. Yep. When when is the king gonna go to the Fayum? But otherwise? that's like agricultural
1: lands mm-hmm. like to own, right?
0: Your... It's kind of like vaca- you think of Fayum as kind of like vacation property in a well, sense. Well I'm thinking
1: of like um, my mom when I was on the phone with her the other day. She was talking about all these estates rich people have in Las Vegas. Yeah. And like, you know, the Sultan of Br- Brunei, Brunei, yeah, has like an estate in Las Vegas and it's all these like money laundering schemes oh where they goodness. own property in New York and Las Vegas and and you know, it's I wonder if similarly, you know, having all these properties where you have your staff and scattered about the country and I mean, your presence can still be felt there and while the king doesn't have to physically be there, you're like, oh, that's still the king's like privy palace. Right. And he can use it as as
0: a it's ridiculous to think that money laundering didn't exist in the ancient world because, of course, it did. But it's more of um,
1: I mean, you're not like evading taxes if you're the king. No,
0: you have different ethics. But if you want to give one elite family a whole lot of wealth and you don't want other elites to know about it, then maybe doing it. Through the harem is a means of cleansing that money, mm-hmm. so that the other elites can't see it directly and don't really know what's going mm-hmm. on. So there's there's all kinds of things that the harem can be used for to keep things underhand or secret or um, behind
1: the veil. But also for families, if they have a lot of children, right? To, I mean, I think this is maybe debated within ancient Egypt, but like having the burden of caring for multiple young ladies and then you you can ship them off to the king and he has to care about them and feed them and everything right we've talked
0: about this before what's the burden of patriarchy a baby a year Mm -hmm. is what an agricultural patriarchal society generally demands and the son
1: can go and start his own household but like yeah
0: but 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 you have a bunch of daughters you know a baby a year that's that's extraordinary if you need that for a farm okay you're going to make it work if you're having the baby a year and you're in a more high elite context and you don't need all of those place children. Place them in positions. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to break up all of your endowments and all of your mm-hmm. livelihood and your yeah. private land for all of the children that you have. It is a useful thing to say, okay, these two daughters are not going to worry about a bride price and all of the money that marry. it costs to marry this daughter off. I'm going to send these two to the harem. The other The oldest two I'm going to, you know...
1: Marry them marry to somebody else give them
0: some cash and other things but you know take some land and put it here or there one wonders if ancient egypt priesthoods had a similar economic structure and i suspect many of them did i just
1: wonder too like how the harem initiation or recruitment worked yeah like was it the king went around was like hey she's hot like I want to marry her or was it like did you have like a coming out like a debutante or something and you all go to the capital for this big like all the girls who turned 13 are like on display for the king and then like certain ones get chosen to then be added wouldn't we love to know that yeah. be great um these you are the know, things like you, that like um down uh not down abbey um Bergerton. like you yeah. put them out for the queen and she chooses yeah, her like belle of the ball yeah. and
0: yeah And wouldn't we love to know these things? It's as shrouded in secrecy as how the king is chosen to be the next king or or other elements of of ancient society. They're not going to tell us this stuff. They're not going to be so lewd and forward as to lay out the exact details. It's, It's a little too much, but. It was probably all of the above mm. you know that elites would be like oh you know in a verbal conversation at court or something they would My tell daughter just reached yeah a vizier saying oh or, or, or pull aside the the official in charge of the harem and say i have a daughter for you i'll talk to the king mm-hmm. maybe he could see her at some point yep. but is the king choosing if he has dozens of wives yeah. probably if he has hundreds of wives maybe others yeah. are helping if he has a thousand or something, which is possible for a Ramessid pharaoh, well, and then
1: he's probably not even visiting them. No, right? he's not. And then it becomes just a more like an economic,
0: an, like an economic palace socialism mm-hmm. in a way, where you're pulling in all of these resources and taxes from from all of these different places and people, and then you're taking the children of the elite, and they get to benefit from mm-hmm. that. Well,
1: free and we know largesse. from Uh, like the Marna letters where we have foreign princesses marrying into the family and it seems like we have that one letter of being like, I haven't heard from her in so long. Like, where is she? How's she doing? And it seems like the king doesn't even know where, like who? Yeah. Like, oh, you're. I married your daughter. Oh, yeah. she's like in the harem. And like, that
0: daughter came with hundreds of women. Attendants, yeah. Attendants to take care of her. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about one woman from Mesopotamia coming over to yep. marry the Egyptian king. We're talking about one woman and an entourage of 200 people to take care of her, mm-hmm. who were then being brought into a palace of their own. Where? We know not. Um, connected with Malkata or or Abu Ghraib in the not is it Abu Grab, yeah in the yeah. middle in the sorry in the New Kingdom we know not but it's um, super interesting to think that probably if would you're, have been many if, many many if one woman comes with two hundred chicks <laughs> then what what have is her the, own estate yeah, she gets her own estate and then we are potentially talking about during the reign of Amenhotep the going up to Ramses the You know, hundreds of wives Mm -hmm. approaching maybe even a thousand, which seems off the hook, but I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I think this was very much an economic institution. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And just a way of and it's in a way it's like perfect because it's excluding men. Mm -hmm. So it's just giving power to women who only have power through their connection to the king. So it's like a very short term and it doesn't get passed on. It's like a very, it's very almost like the God's Wives of Amun. Except the officials are male
0: and they're in control of all of the money and the the goods and services that are being created, all of those endowments. It would be an interesting study to look at those servants of the harem, Mm -hmm. if you will, officials of the harem, and look and see if they're, lower elites Uh who are beholden only to the king and the court directly, or if they're upper elites who are able to pass it along, this kind of a title Uh to their sons and and have more of a place in society. And it probably changed through time. And it would be really interesting to track Uh when the harem was really in that lower elite's hands, which is a populist move to drive a wedge between the high elites and the king Uh and to take full control over that institution. It would be really interesting to track that full control versus a high elite control of mm-hmm. the harem and, and, um, and what, what that meant for Egyptian yeah. history and politics.
1: Well, and I think there's an interesting example with Ti. Um, Amenhotep III's wife. Amenhotep III's mm-hmm. wife, where she has a harem mm-hmm. listed. It's like, obviously, she's not married to these ladies. Right. But she has a harem. So it's like her personal household staff. Her like ladies in waiting, quote unquote. Yeah. Like what's going on here? Her or like her? She is the head of the harem. Is that to be understood more in that regard? Yeah, it's and is the same word used? Do mm-hmm. they use the word henret or mm-hmm. ipit? Henret, henret. Yeah,
0: with the with the long h. Mm-hmm. Um, is, it. You would want to compare that maybe to an English royal court sort mm-hmm. of system where you have your ladies in waiting, as you said. And the king isn't meant to sleep with all of those women. He has his one wife. Yep. But it's interesting that he brings in a wife, and yet she's got dozens of ladies the in waiting that are in the palace uh-huh. with him that he has affairs with. Everybody knows mm. that he's going to have affairs with these other women. Mm-hmm. And some kings, like Henry the Eighth, break up with one woman to be with another woman. It's not usual. But... Usually, usually the affairs are just, just under the Yeah. But that's interesting. There, there are all kinds of ways. And this is work that I'm doing with Turan dot right now. There are all kinds of ways in the modern world or in the post Christian monogamous world where you're meant to have just one wife of creating informal harems, maybe mm, not mm-hmm. in name. But certainly in function mm-hmm. and in the manufacturing of power.
1: Yeah, and for the Egyptian king, it, nothing, that would not have been looked down upon. No. In any way, shape, or form. No one looks down on Trump for grabbing him
0: by the pussy, who's in his base. Yeah. They think it's awesome that he has that much masculine power like, to be uh, able to do Elon it. Elon
1: Musk, with all his, oh, I need to procreate yes. and with have his, all these at babies. at least nine
0: children?
1: He's a, he's a lot. Yeah. But in his like, recent statement about being like, it's my like duty like make all these babies it's so
0: gross it's gross and all of the bros who love him mm-hmm. and think he's their he's their tech god yep. think that it's awesome and try to do the same i don't even know what that's about it's a little weird like pre-apocalyptic
1: mm-hmm. he's like oh yeah the scary. birth rates are declining
0: so it's we like, need good. his sperm
1: that's good i mean i guess he can afford them but
0: yeah ew but gross Just ew yeah birth rates declining you can't live on growth
1: Yep. where are we gonna go? Mars? Ha ha ha! We need less people. <laughs> yes, we do. So, turning to as you mentioned a little bit earlier, right? There's different terms we have to t- that are translated as harem. Mm-hmm. Um, the earliest attested we have is epet mm-hmm. from the first dynasty, which yeah. is interesting to think about. Yeah. Um, and then we have Henaret as early as the Old Kingdom, and Per Henaret, so the house of the H- the Hen or the harem, mm-hmm. used as early as the New Kingdom. Um, we have Epet Nisut, so Epet harem of the god, um, or the king, sorry, um, but we also have Epet Henarets of gods as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but all these dating back pretty early. Um, and continuing in use. And continuing in use. Pretty late. Um, do you see any distinctions between Epet versus heneret? I do. Um, but I don't know if this gut reaction is correct.
0: And mm-hmm. so other people can write in our, you know, the comments when the show's released and things like that and let us know your ideas. But the, the Epet certainly from a New Kingdom perspective, has become more religiously yes. understood and is like the womb or the enclosure. The opet. E-pet.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: The opet in which the God needs to go when he's dying if it's the sun god mm-hmm. when he's been murdered if it's osiris but an ipet is like that that safe embrace of the mother lover sister daughter
1: which is funny because when we have the harem conspiracy it's like the only reason that happened is probably because the king felt safe Yes. And secure in this Among location. The
0: who don't have knives,
1: who, who don't think have political have agendas. No, yeah,
0: They shouldn't, right? Who yeah. don't have armies of their own, who don't have entourages in this that political sanctum, way. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, it's like, think of the most comforting place that you can imagine. Like a place where nothing can harm you, that's covered with the fabric, the cushy fabric mm-hmm. of your choice on a whole bunch of cushions where you get to crawl in and be in a womb-like space and just like sleep and eat and have sex and listen to music and watch binge watch everything <laughs> and read your books, like just imagine that awesome place. That's the ipit. That's your your escape. Your womb. You mm-hmm. know. Um, I'll cuddle with my son sometimes. And he's like, I know I'm that boy who wants to crawl back into the womb. And he says it because I make that joke. Otherwise he would never, because it's not like that. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but it's a funny thing that he just, he loves to just be cuddled. I think there are a lot of children that are like that. Um, And I think a lot of us are like, oh my God, when you're so tired from work, you just want to like be held Mm -hmm. by something and just relax into the arms of Somebody, you know, that
1: like loves you and is safe and not gonna hurt you. Yeah, and and they'll make
0: love to you at the same time Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of awesome, right? So like Amun M. Ippet is the god Amun inside within um, the the Ippet. So he is and he's depicted and that's Luxor temple. That's in Luxor temple and he's depicted with an erect phallus so Amun and the Ippet is letting the most vulnerable part of himself fly free (laughs) and be out there for all to see without worry because he is in the Ippet. You don't walk around with an erect penis unless it's appropriate socially, It's in a place where people can handle seeing it, right? If we saw some dude walking down the street on my sidewalk right now outside the garage with an erect penis, we'd be like, oh, shit, and call the cops. Oh, my God, yeah. Because that's gross, Ah. and it's not uh,
1: appropriate, and it's a problematic thing. But in ancient Egypt, only the king? Rarely. The king is never shown with an erect phallus. Not erect, but with a phallus. can be shown with his penis. Like twice, I've seen it. Yeah. It's so rare. Like Sneferu, I'm thinking, like Heb Sed stuff.
0: yeah. Is he there? Snefru. He has this little it?
1: penis tie. Oh,
0: okay. Penis? Yeah. Okay. But he's naked. And then, but like only the gods like really. Like the King Ka statue, yes. right from the Thirteenth Dynasty. Yes, you or, could. You could. But see like that. otherwise,
1: it's the gods.
0: Yeah. Um, can show. It's only the gods, and I think it has to be a god in that form. So if it's um, uh, the um, the god of Koptos, Min, Min. if it's amun Min or Min of Koptos then I think he's also understood to be
1: in the Ippet. Mm-hmm. It's the only time you can let that that penis go. It makes sense. <laughs> if it, the harem, yeah. a place where perhaps there's a lot of sex happening yes. and appropriation and this idea of safety and seclusion. Yeah, and perfectly safe, yeah.
0: perfectly cut off. So it's like, it's kind of like the man cave dream, but like, <laughs> it's the patriarchal man cave dream, but with chicks there. I mean, it's just like, I don't know, whenever you, I watched... Um, uh, what's the what's the movie or the on HBO? Sopranos. Yeah. You know, whenever they're relaxing at the end of a hard day There's murdering ladies people. About. They're always just there having in the strip sex. Club. In some strip club or in mm-hmm. some in some like hotel room, like all hanging out together with the w- girls. And the girls do not have any demands on them. They are willing to have any sex that just the guys new want. New clothes or they get to these men get to drink and eat anything they want. And their wives are not there. There's no one badgering them or telling them they need to do this or that. It is the perfect patriarchal dream of loveliness. Mm-hmm. And so that is what I think.
1: But I think a harem is. could get a little bit more stressful. <laughs> right. Ideally, yes. But I'm, I'm assuming no, there can is... be a lot of obviously drama and machinations and like all this like stuff happening, and then you getting called in as the king, being like, so-and-so did this, and him being like, hold up, like, let me get both sides of the story. The Egyptians
0: understood that you have the practical and you have the ideal. And they're representing the ideal, and the practical was a whole other thing, and that's, I think, the hen-read. But one story first. Mm -hmm. You know the tale of Horace and Seth, which is one of the most fun things to read with your Mm -hmm. undergraduates, (laughs) because it's the tale that keeps on giving. Like, there's the prison rape scene of Seth against Horus, mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, I'm going to give you my fist instead of my asshole. And you're going to get fooled by it. I'm going to give the semen to my mother who puts it in the lettuce. The lettuce. And you're going to eat yeah. it. And then, <laughs> and then you're going to try to tell everyone you rape me. And then the semen's in your body. And don't you look a fool. Very it's just, clearly
1: written by a man. It's
0: awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Very clearly written by multiple men, men, probably. Yeah. But there's one part in there where the God pray harakti mm-hmm. is super depressed. Because no one wants Seth to be king. And he's like, wah, wah, And no one's, like, giving me offerings. And nobody cares. And nobody loves me. And I know who I want to be king. And it's going to be the dude who protects me best when Apophis is trying to mm-hmm. kill me in the sixth Seth hour. This is who I want. And you guys aren't listening to me. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares. And he goes into his little man cave. And he sulks. Mm-hmm. And who comes to him but his daughter. Hello. Hathor. And what does she do? Flashes him. She flashes him. She shows him her
1: snatch. Her and, or and her vulva, I guess.
0: What? Yeah. What, I mean, she lifts her skirts and he sees that. And who knows if he sleeps with his daughter. He laughs. he laughs. he laughs. He He's brought great and joy. And he's like, ha, ha ha ha. Great joy. So this pleases him. Like she comes to his Ippet like place mm-hmm. and she gives him this this uh, comfort mm-hmm. and sustenance that yeah, this place of
1: ease and yeah. no worries, no yeah. No.
0: And then there's the story of Sneferu from the Westcar Papyrus, where what does he want? He's bored one day and he's sad. Yep. And the magician is like, "King, I got you taken covered. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put you on this lake and this boat, and mm-hmm. you're gonna be rowed by all these young women who have not been opened in childbirth." Because every harem owner knows this. You, the women who have been open in childbirth behave differently. But does agendas. that mean they're a
1: virgin or just that they haven't had
0: a baby Just yet. that they haven't had a baby. Okay. Because they don't have agendas yet. You yeah. have a baby? That's true. You've got an agenda. Yeah. Immediately, you're going to care for that baby more than you're going to care for the man. Every, every mother knows this um <laughs> and um so he wants women who have not been open in childbirth they're just going to care for sneferu and they're only going to wear nets they're going to be completely naked and they're going to row the boat and the biggest trouble they have is the girl drops her barrette yep. and they have to go get it and but, the magician but sneferu comes help. is
1: super chill happy content safe yeah. in that space it's That's like the all the troubles and Tribulations of being king. Mm-hmm. You go to this place, and it can be like stress-free, mm-hmm. relaxed, and it's not named
0: Ipit in Westgar. Mm-hmm. It's not named Ipit in Horace and Seth, but you mm-hmm. know, amenem Ipit. That's the idea in my yeah. mind of what it means to be perfectly safe and content. So
1: then, what's a henret? A henret.
0: Even the way the word is written,
1: a henret's more of enclosure, prison, like a
0: velvet prison. Because the kind other, yeah, because
1: henar means to be enclosed, to be separated. Mm-hmm to keep away. Um, The word for prison I think is very closely very related. It's yes. a tenor of some sort. Yeah.
0: It's it's like, and it's got crenellations or protection or defenses yep. of some kind. So there's, it's more of an architectural word. Yes. It's a place word. More about the building. Right. It's um, it's the the structure of the institution that that must not be entered and if it is entered only by those who are who are meant to enter it. So it's a it's a different kind of understanding But titles are connected to both, but it depends on what
1: time period. And we see Henners more, Hennerets, Henners, a lot of the times connected to gods, Mm -hmm. as like, and they get translated as like troops, musical Mm -hmm. troops. So these Henners, Hennerets are these people, both male and female, we see, um, involved in this troupe. It sounds a little uh, monastery-ish to me, mon- Organization, or Yeah, this organization yeah. that is somehow attached to sometimes the king's mortuary chapel, mm-hmm. mortuary temple, a god, right? Like all the ladies that are buried at Mount, Mount Hotep II's mm-hmm. um, mortuary temple are all, all have titles of the khenor. Yeah. Um, some are his wives, some aren't. But they're there to sing. They're there they're to, to sing, to give play music. Pleasure. To be beautiful, to dance, to please, which I think goes back to the story of Hathor and Ra. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be pleasing, somehow reinvigorating, re to call forth, calling forth the god or the king, the deceased king. Which also um, brings me back to the
0: Sopranos going to the stripper.
1: They're supposed to make happy. (laughs) Exactly, you go there to relax and and your drink. Because they're in this liminal space where they have access or connection to the king or the god, they therefore have to be secluded. Yeah, not like touched. Yeah. Because they have such close access to the king, you need to be pure in a way. It's like uh, in The Mummy with an ox and a moon, and she oh, has all she her like, body paint, and then it's yes. like smeared, and it's like, ah, like someone touched you. Yeah. But, I mean,
0: but here's the cool thing. The but we know they were
1: also married some, and had the, the kids. The women in
0: the truth so, of the temples of the of years, yes. Yep. But then the women who are a part of the, the king's harem. actual era
1: During life, yeah. The yes.
0: henret nesut? Yep. They uh, aren't. There's no evidence of them yeah. being married, and but
1: so there's, there's a also, mixing.
0: but there's also no evidence of eunuchs. There's no evidence mm-hmm. of a man getting caught in the harem and getting his testicles cut off, like you see in other harems around the world mm-hmm. in antiquity well, or but in I medieval th- world. I think you this don't. is
1: part of the Egyptian acceptance of n- non-monogamous things. I don't think. I wonder if the king, how much the king actually cared if a lady of the harem was canoodling with someone else. I've
0: thought about this a lot, because it's a weird thing. Because we don't seem to
1: have like laws against yeah. adultery or like, oh, if you're married, it's no. or like monogamy in general, we don't see a lot about. I'm yeah. presuming the king with his chief wife, who you're having an heir with, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you would want to make sure that the heir's yours. But maybe of the Henner or the Epet, if he's not actually even like visiting all of them and even having like a sexual relationship with all of them, like how much would it matter?
0: I think there were other methods, other social methods of keeping those women, quote unquote, clean. Yeah. Versus China or Persia or the Ottoman Turks, and I think,
1: I think those methods are. I mean, not they written. would know if like the king didn't visit they you and totally you were pregnant. It would be like, who were you with then? And everyone
0: <laughs> would have totally known if some lower wife was having an affair with a guard yeah they would have totally known uh, but unlike the the mass amounts of eunuchs of ottoman turkey or the mass amounts of eunuchs of persia or china you don't have this in egypt you don't see that maybe later when the greeks come in yeah. but you don't see a eunuch class of i people.
1: wonder too if it's because they let the higher status women fulfill those eunuch roles they let the like chief wife. I agree
0: with you. Completely. I think That's the women
1: it. fulfilled those roles so That's they didn't it. have to worry about it. Then. There are other social Wherein methods. Where in Ottomans, oh, women yeah. can't have that power. We have yeah. to give it to a man, but man has penis. Uh, okay, we'll just cut off his penis and make him into a woman. <laughs> so
0: there's two things. I agree with you completely. One, it's the women who are controlling each other, policing each mm-hmm. other, if you will. And if a woman ended up being unclean, I'm sure she was just tossed out. No one
1: wrote a text oh, yeah. about it. No one documented it for the well, historian the baby was in any way. Gotten rid of. Mm-hmm. People it didn't have an abortion thing like we do yeah. now, right? You just get rid of the baby. I'm sure there were herbs that women knew to get rid of What's babies. What's that? It's called that silphium p- or something that the Romans harvested Did so much silphium in North Africa that it went a extinct. Cural. Was it also in it's a an abortifac? abortifac- yep. I didn't. know That's what that. it was mainly used for, and they used it so much it's extinct it's extinct yeah. there's no sylphium so yeah. the egyptians had to have known about that it's and they North grew African. it in
0: cyrenaica yeah exactly silphium. it was it was native the to na- it was like their Northern main export because the
1: romans were like we need that shit that's amazing
0: um so but you i'm sure there's they, other
1: things it, it, it cured
0: other things yeah. apparently this abortifactant i'm sure there's um, other things. need a board of fashion i don't know Cause abortion know. <laughs> Um, yes, these things that cause abortion. I think it's a port of fashion. At least that's what I've been reading. But I see journalists confused about it as well. Fashed. So that's fine. That sounds
1: nicer um, than factant.
0: But, but I, so two things. One, the women were policing themselves, I think. So you don't need a whole bunch of eunuchs. And number two, the men knew, important men, lower elites, high elites, all of them knew that if they mess with those wives, they would lose their positions. So it was a pretty, you didn't, there wasn't so much competition, so yeah. many empowered men, like there were in these other harem cultures that you had to create a class of eunuchs to police your women. Instead the men knew they would just lose their position. And so that was the way of controlling it. And it was functional. Oh, yeah, and it the, worked.
1: The couple harem palaces we know about are kind of well, the ones like where the king would have been staying, and then the other one is kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So it's like I don't know if you'd really want to like stake your claims on this this is where I'm gonna make it. And if you're made And what do means- those ladies give you like if you can't like oh if I marry mm-hmm. them then suddenly I have access to power no no it's no. still th- through She's the king a
0: poor nothing she will get you nothing you. to hook no. up with her
1: I mean maybe if you
0: hooked up Unless... with the sister of the king and she had an affair on the side that's different which I'm yeah. sure and with her entourage protecting her she would be more than able to do um but just
1: not some random but in who how we're never going to know like about it. we would never know middle Egyptian elite Mm-mm. like if you hooked up with her you're not. No, Dad will
0: be mad. She'll be mm-hmm. in trouble. Everything's gonna go south. It's Which not I'm sure worth it, still it to anybody.
1: Cause humans, but yeah. yeah, you're not gonna like gain power or favor. No, and in in these, I know he's loud. I know. he's trying to like tell us something. I know. Hi, Crow.
0: Um, oh, he flew away right when we said
1: that. Thank you, Crow. Are you um, bringing us good tidings.
0: But also in communities where where extended families watch out for everything that's happening. Oh, yeah. The harem becomes like an extended family. And it's interesting to see how people keep tabs on each other. That may have been more than enough. Mm-hmm. But as you say, Egypt didn't have virgin tests. They didn't, I'll say that again. Egypt didn't have, fuck you
1: crawled the ass what nicely. What are you doing? Come on, dude. <laughs> okay, so we talked about hennerettes in relation to temple spaces. So just like a king, a god can have a harem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is even more probably... But in that, in those cases, we see the ladies usually having husbands on yeah, the side and stuff. Yeah, husbands and children.
0: Yeah, husbands but, on the side.
1: <laughs> husbands on the side, besides not being married to the, the god. But in the king case, as you were just saying, we don't see in ancient Egypt, like, the whole virginity being a no. being have to being have to be a virgin before you're married it yeah probably didn't matter but being monogamous is a whole different other case of worms yeah can of worms I mean
0: monogamy I think works well for patriarchal agricultural societies whereas with herding you see more a polygyny mm-hmm. because it works better for the one important male to have all of his donkeys or cattle or or camels <laughs> and sheep and all his wives. Um, but for an agriculturalist, one on a farm is usually enough. Mm-hmm. Um, though the Hekinak papyri talk about other women who are not his primary wife. And you wonder if those women
1: were kind of second wives or well, something like that. It's not Yeah, It's a Hammurabi's law code. It talks about how if your first wife can't have kids, like if she's infertile, yeah. you can get another one, mm-hmm. but you still have to care for the first one. Yeah. So it's like, you can get a new womb. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Because um, it's unfair that you can't have kids, but you still need to like take care of the first wife.
0: And of course, we would learn about how many wives a guy had looking at his tomb, mm-hmm. looking at the But then everyone says, oh, that's
1: his first wife who then died. Right. We don't know if they were concurrent or yeah. something like this. And like there's no way
0: for us to really know. Messy. But it does seem to be that monogamy was the most normal way. Yes, yeah, we don't see. For it. non-royal people. Mm-hmm. And then for the king, anything kind of went you know
1: he's the king yeah um so besides the women Mm -hmm. who else composed the harem obviously we have all the the ladies probably his sisters his mother perhaps yeah his mother may have helped to staff it Mm -hmm. um
0: this is where things like the churin judicial papyrus are super helpful because you learn that there were a number of butlers mm-hmm. involved. Some of them had foreign names. Some of them had
1: Egyptian names. Yeah. Well, you—you you bring, this brings up the whole, you know, when we were talking about the Amarna letters and the Mesopotamian princess coming to marry, she came with her two hundred attendants. Yep. So it's all these people. Yeah. All these two hundred attendants of foreign or local persuasion. It's a—it's a place where I'm assuming you get some a... of those would have been knocked off, but yeah, you're like you don't get two hundred, you get.
0: Yeah, probably, (laughs) like send 20 of them back or something like that. We're not taking care of all of these people, I I see your point. But it would have been a very international place, very cosmopolitan place, lots of languages being spoken that you wouldn't have heard elsewhere. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Well, that's what we see arguably is for my work with the weaving traditions. mm -hmm. Um, We have all these, like Rob, we have these evidence of these weaving workshops attached and there's some evidence for, you know, non-traditional Egyptian techniques and we see you know tapestry and other types of weaves popping up and it's like is it through these avenues of women bringing i mean what are
0: courts for but to collect and to funnel through high cost scarce goods Mm -hmm. that people can ooh and aah over and compete over and that come from abroad come from long-distance trade and things like that so you can imagine these harems Women are crafting from materials that come from other places, from far abroad. Mm -hmm. Um, Different people with technical abilities are coming into the harem, maybe teaching the women how to do certain things. But there is evidence that you have an overseer of the weavers of the harem. That's an official title. And then you see that title and you're like, "Hmm, what does that mean? That the women maybe get to sleep with the king once a year if they're lucky in certain harem locations, most of the women. Otherwise they're Most of their time they're spent weaving... Real, they don't weave just like I'm gonna weave like, some basic utilitarian shirts. It's like, mm mm. It's like nice shit. Yeah, they they're gonna learn how to use the youngest flax yeah. that that you pull when it's the most in, impractical. You're gonna pull the flax when it's just this tiny baby hair mm-hmm. of a thing. Learn to spin that and make the. Highest thread count, softest Mm -hmm. linen you can possibly imagine. Yeah, super
1: elite, super luxury. That is
0: that is nesuit quality. That Mm is uh, royal quality. Or even
1: non, you know, we have a couple examples of tapestry or dyed things and things like that. It's like maybe it was coming from these.
0: You mean wool? Wool. So maybe they were doing high quality woolen things as well. And one wonders, does the?
1: Because like you can't just like forget, right? We have. It makes me think of. in Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette where Chris, Kristen Dunst comes yeah. like she's leaving Austria and there's like that point when she enters France she has to take up all her Austrian clothes and jewelry and then put on all her French stuff yeah. but it's like she doesn't just now become not Austrian right yeah. she still has her whole culture right. and ways, her favorite foods, all these things they're bringing with them and she ends up bringing in some you know Austrian traditions mm-hmm. and fashions and things like this that will come into how to shape things One way. wonders
0: if the entourage coming from abroad brought the sheep that made this mm-hmm. really high quality wool that they could use that for only, nice soft pashmina type yeah. garments and such. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Makes sense. Has to. So we have, yeah, administrative staff, the royal women. So again, just emphasizing the fact that this was a, also an economic... Um, organization as well you have guards guards you have wives of the guards you have cooks cooks um
0: you have like there's even like confectionaries mm-hmm. and things like that there's barbers and that, yeah, manicurists and such yeah um all the
1: attendants that you yeah. would need in such a place
0: and and i suppose it would have been like a velvet prison like do you go get a massage do you
1: <laughs> yeah probably every day you're like
0: <laughs> what shall i do today yeah. in that lounge by the pool
1: yeah, you have mosquito waters. I, yeah. I don't know. we ever got really fat?
0: Probably. At, after mm-hmm. you would given birth to multiple kids. Because oh, what, what else are you going to do, do? do? Become a really good weaver. Yeah. And, and then you wonder about the, the kinds of nefarious things that may have happened I just say, start drama.
1: I would just start drama. Seriously. Like, <laughs> now, let's think
0: of the drama. Like, they're well, never, I'm bored. I'm just going to start some drama. They're never going to write it down.
1: <laughs> oh, right? oh, no. So you're not leading your own household. And it was probably
0: such like, mundane shit. If you're not leading your own household and you don't have anything to do... And everyone's trying to lead their own mini household. And say you're a woman who's who's well placed, and she's got three kids who are all below the age of seven or something. She's mm-hmm. kind of going to get her own suite yeah. off to the side. But if and, and she can kind of Or blend like the things. king
1: visits her a lot, mm-hmm. like one of his favorites or something. Yeah, and, and
0: maybe she's high elite placed, yeah. and a, you know yeah, the elite her father own. is all into him. The king visiting mm-hmm. his daughter, and so he does, and they have his plans friends or
1: something with the king. Yeah, yeah. something
0: like that. And and so she might be a little removed from some of the drama. She could probably wreak some havoc, but then further below that, you know, even if you're a highborn woman and you haven't had kids yet, and you get a certain apartment You'd in the harem, stuck with all the other ones
1: that are like sixteen. You're do all you together. Roommates? Do you like? Like they all probably bunked. <laughs> do you bunk together? Do you like roll out your mat to sleep and, and then you don't roll get it your up own room until in like you have had a kid or something? Yeah, maybe yeah. you
0: don't get your own room until you have a kid. We don't know these yeah. things. We don't know if women tried to poison each other. We don't know if women like, tried to poison kids. The new hot thing comes in and the king's mm-hmm. all enamored and everyone's like, Ugh, ew. We don't know if when they caught smallpox. Like, oh, God. Did, Measles
1: went around or, or something?
0: What, I mean, and, and please, people, I, I understand that I'm not a, a specialist in these diseases. And I know smallpox as it exists today did not exist in ancient Egypt. But there was probably something pox-like. You know, pox-like. So when yeah. there was a pox. Monkey pox. <laughs> if she was scarred, you know, does that mean the king's oh, yeah. not going to visit
1: her anymore? Yeah. Um, or like yeah, if someone got like ugly and old, or something, and they would have stuff. known. Like, how do but, you like, get rid of someone?
0: In the same way that we know you can put a measles blanket in a, in a particular place and get people sick on purpose. Did they
1: do things? Oh God! Like if measles that? went through that, I feel like they would just it would wipe it could. the whole place out.
0: It could. And I guarantee you that that fancy woman with the three kids in her own little apartments, as soon as people started getting sick, they would have packed her up oh. onto a boat oh. and she would have just went gone back down to the dad's river. villa or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's why I wonder, too, like, within the Ottoman harem, you couldn't, you know, kind of leave on your own yeah. free will and stuff. So I wonder how truly locked in they were. Were they allowed to leave and go, like, I'm part of the harem, but I actually stay at my mom and dad's, like, villa in Middle Egypt or something like this? Or did Was dad able to send yeah. a
0: boat to come and
1: get them? Or, like, you had like, your own actual house somewhere. You didn't actually stay at the, like, harem pear henaret like the right. actual house of the like maybe that's like where all the young ones were maybe. and then once you got older you could like leave and move out and and maybe knows? you're
0: you're like 40 and who wants yeah. to, who the hell like, wants a 40 year old no one's betting no you. One. and you made it through all that childbirth without dying like, maybe I just you just go, go back to, to dad's house Yeah, you retire do you don't know or like or maybe like with henry though, the Jordan. maybe you got to stay in that harem to make sure your kids, who are still like ten or eleven, don't get totally fucked That's over fair. by all the other kids. You would want to watch kids. them, yeah.
1: But it's like it's like okay, if we take it to Henry the Eighth or like France or something, like you would often get they would give you a palace somewhere, yeah, and you know a house, and there you go. And like the kids might still be raised in the court, and you could make journeys back and forth. It's like well, when we see men saying, "I was raised in the royal like daycare." The cop. <laughs> the cop. Yeah are we assuming that the cop is where the harem is or is that somewhere else? I think there's
0: probably lots of cops. So there would be one at Medina Garab or or Abu Garab. It's Mm -hmm. Medina Garab, which is it? it? Medina Garab. Just call it Garab. Yeah, you're right. Um, So maybe there was one at Medina Garab. Abu Garab's the, sorry, I'm sorry for that mistake. Yeah, yeah. Um, It
1: also reminds me of the Abu Garab, like, the prison of prison. Iraq. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yes.
0: I know no one wants to say Abu Ghraib anymore, but it's you know it's the way it is. Um, just means father of Ghraib. Um, but well, oh, where these cops
1: are, where the child oh, right. Rearing...
0: I mean that's the other thing. We can't say there is one harem or like they... Topkapi Palace or something yeah. in Istanbul. There's there's many different places, and there's even floating harems where. There's barges where I'm sure the king had his nice barge and then they sidle up to a harem barge Mm -hmm. and he goes in, has lovely, sexy time with a selection of women and then goes back to his barge and then, and, and hangs out. It was probably one of the best ways to keep the king safe, um, mobile, uh, quickly moving from one place to another and not locked down. Um, probably very comfortable Mm -hmm. too, to be out there in the middle of the, Oh, nice breeze. Yeah. 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 So the, the harem could be in any innumerable it could be in innumerable places yeah um very tricky he could be going on campaign into the desert does he bring his women with him then potentially we we actually yeah. don't really know yeah we don't have there's a lot we don't know about this which is part of its why interest, it's interest yeah. and that's what the word is about that's why
1: it's henret right. it is that which is not for you to see when well, it's being. like the, it is haram the when he stuff when he's autobiography mm-hmm. when he's you know, he knows the seshta, the secrets, because yeah. he's involved in this harem conspiracy. Right. Or Yeah, for Pebby, right? So for Teddy. Teddy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like when he's like, mm, like, I know these secrets, I was involved in it, there's something going on. And Secret Teddy secrets. may have lost his life in this, yeah, in this harem, harem conspiracy. might have been our first yeah. instance.
0: Yeah, sixth dynasty.
1: But um, the fact that he says yeah.
0: it, and the fact that he says that I knew the secrets of this place, he calls it the
1: Henret or the Ipet. I think it's Henret. Okay.
0: I something to um, look I think into, right. actually.
1: And to say that he he knows it. that I feel like is very rarely used for the king.
0: For anyone to even say it, yeah, is extraordinary. And for him to then advertise on his tomb that he knows the secrets or he might call and went like in the
1: queen something and
0: investigated, yeah, is very interesting. It means that society wanted the rest of society, the high elite court society, wanted everyone to know that when he was investigating that they were being watched, mm-hmm. because there are times when the Henriette. And the women therein wield tremendous power. And other times mm-hmm. when they're cowed and can't quite it's definitely something wield
1: that, if if you have all these ladies revolt against you and their associated said elite families, you could could be a very bad, bad, uh, bad thing for the king. Yeah, yeah,
0: it could. It, the harem was it could a turn means, on him very quickly. <laughs> you you've you've said it very clearly that the the harem was a means. For elites to strike back against the king by going against the most, the place where he was the most vulnerable, Mm -hmm. and they can actually commit regicide using the harem. Yeah, and they do because what are the what are the women going to get out of this, potentially?
1: You could maybe try to place your son. But most of the women who would have
0: been chosen to be in the room with the king naked probably do not have twenty-year-old sons who can be king next. Mm -hmm. This is just me thinking out of the box here. But, and thinking about how patriarchy works, and thinking about the value of the female, the aging female in particular, th- this isn't the woman who's gonna have the chance to slit the throat of the king. It's gonna be the Young. much younger one without the son
1: That perhaps to, is to place. more easily manipulated or willing to take mm-hmm. a risk because she doesn't have a kid. Where maybe an older, more established is like, I'm not gonna rock this boat. Like, I think that she's used know. as a pawn. Yeah.
0: Those, those women who actually did kill the king for Ramses III in particular, mm-hmm you you wonder how that happened and why the women would do something like that but when they get the bodyguard to do it too right they do but also if if somebody's saying I've got your mom and dad or we're gonna hurt them or we're gonna do something else to you and you're you're terrified it's how it's how patriarchal systems generally sexually or otherwise abuse people getting them to keep secrets don't tell anyone Mm -hmm. Um, I'll kill oh, yeah, your God. mother if you tell, you know, so the stepfather says to the mm-hmm. the girl that he's raping, and I'm sorry if I'm triggering anybody, we should put a whole trigger warning on yeah, this Yeah, we'll one. do a trigger um, warning. <laughs> but, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that brings me to my next question. Polygamy and incest. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many cases there were where it's like multiple sisters and cousins and they're having all these babies and... Yeah. All this incest and... The incest
0: is tricky, and for the incest, the way I would see it is that if you're the king's sister, even his half-sister, you're pretty goddamn important. So you'll have your own apartments, Mm -hmm. you'll have your own servants, your own butler, uh, your own cook and people to keep you safe and and taken care of, but you do have to schedule in that sex with your half-brother, whom you probably don't know very well. Yeah. To, because you both know that the offspring of this union will be more highly placed and less competitive without in-laws coming mm-hmm. in to anyone else in society. So if it happens to be a healthy child, yay you, um, that child could end up serving you very mm-hmm. well and, and continuing on the kingship. When every
1: once in a while, there is no children because there's so much incest or the child is not able to function as a king and then they have to go to a, you know, a non hereditary, one of the other harem ladies, prop, presumably, right? Yeah, choose. I mean,
0: I think one of the clearest cases of incest not working well is the beginning of the mm-hmm. 18th mm-hmm. dynasty, so I where think you too. have two brother-sister, full brother-sister marriages in succession. Yeah. And who's the king that never has any kids? Amenhotep the First, And he's revered in later mm-hmm. Egyptian society as this caretaker of the West Theban region in particular, but he doesn't have any offspring and they bring, bring in, in. Tutmoses the 1st who was probably a cousin or, or something yeah, or,
1: or it's through the f- female line right where it's mm-hmm. like oh it's he married one of the sisters yeah so then he, oh we like him too he can be the king
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so the you know the the brother sister thing for Egyptian kingship is it can be tricky because the sister is at peer peer level with the king mm. and it's the sisters 6th dynasty in particular who seemed to wield power over the king in a way yeah, that those ladies had? Is Same really with early
1: annoying. 18th, 17th. It, yes, those 17th, ladies, 18th, super 18th dynasties.
0: Those king's sisters had so much control.
1: Maybe it's actually better to not marry your sister. <laughs> and that's why Tuttle's the third and Amenhotep
0: the second are like, we're done with this yeah. sister thing. They don't name any sisters. Because you kind of have
1: to give her some more, yeah. right? If you just marry some elite, nowhere, like... You don't have to...
0: I mean, the III probably married Neferi. And I go into this yeah. in the book, The Woman Who Would Be King. He probably married Neferi, his half-sister. But then she's erased from Everything. She was what God's wife her? of Ammon, and they just erase, erase, erase her. And he's like, I'm done with this sister bullshit. And a he moves on kid. to women who are disconnected. A2. Yeah. Sixth Dynasty, you see the same thing. Um, Pepe first, I, I think, is married to his half sisters. All those
1: um, Ankasa Peppies. One, then he's, two. <laughs> yeah, but,
0: then he's, they, but those aren't his sisters. So yeah. then he's like, I'm done with this yeah. sister thing. And moves on to the Ancas and Peppies, which is like, you know, we live for Peppy. Yeah,
1: like his fangirls from the you country are my or something. Fangirls who
0: are sisters themselves but not of him. Yep. And and that works well for a while, but then they gain too much power. So if you're able to place yourself at the top of that scrum of competing female humanity in a harem, you, you do you you would have been able to manufacture power. And if one of your kids became king, damn, king's mother was a really good place oh, to yeah. find yourself. Yep. Really, Probably good. the
1: best place Yeah, you have to deal with, like, get some say in things, especially if your son came to power young.
0: Yeah, you, you know? get to decide which woman was most important. Yeah, who
1: he marries, probably you had to say in. You
0: probably chose, okay? Yeah. He's going to sleep yeah. with you tonight. She's nice and demure and quiet. And you the yeah. next night. And for the orgy boat, I'm going to pick the six <laughs> of you. And And Mama probably got to decide a whole bunch of those things. Mm-hmm. And Mama probably knew... Okay, you've just started menstruating, you're not there yet. Um, yeah, who's going to have a baby? Ex- yeah. All their cycles
1: are probably synced up.
0: <laughs> do, they, do they have the servants say who's bleeding and who's mm-hmm. not? Did they get that into it? I wouldn't be surprised if they knew all of these things. Mm-hmm. Who had a miscarriage when? Yep. Who's, whose baby was lost under nefarious circumstances? Um, to learn more about harem stuff, one of the best sets of texts is from Mari. Where mm-hmm. you can see the correspondence of Zimri Lim and his wife Shiptu, Shiptu. I think yep. and and there it's pretty cool that you know she's like she I know of... you're out of town on the war path and that's great. But things in the harem, you know, you just brought back all these women. I'm choosing the best of them to be your wives. That's his great royal wife who's doing that. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was his mother. I think it's his great mm-hmm. royal wife. And she's like, I'll take you and you. It does get a but, little... But she
1: picks probably the ones that are going to be, like, the least of a threat to her. It's true. Right?
0: It's true. But she can't pick ugly ones. Yeah. She's not going to like They still that. have to be cute. Yeah.
1: But they need to be, like, loyal to her first, perhaps. Mm-hmm. She maybe gains their loyalty in some way. But like, see, I know you're going to sleep with my husband, yeah. but, like, this is where you live, so you don't want to, like, shit where you live, right? right? Like, and I'm in charge here, so... Right. So, know so many actually things. has control over your life, and it's probably not him so much.
0: Yeah. It, it can be super frustrating when you're looking at this stuff, and you're like, I don't get any direct information. Mm-hmm. I can't figure this out. We shouldn't even be talking about it. I mean, in a way, you can say that, but if you're looking at how the III was chosen to be king, for instance, and you see that his mother is alive when he's king, but she's not chosen to be his regent. Instead, Hatshepsut is chosen to be his regent. You can then back-channel it and try to figure out how he got picked to be king and that probably he's the result, the issue, of a lesser hot young thing, uh, a lesser wife in the harem, and that she's picked specifically because she's not going to compete with the king's his mom sister, was too, Hatshepsut. Right? His mom is, is uh, queen... Tea. Um, I think it's, um, is it just T-Y or is it I TIA? I think it's
1: T-I-A-A That's how it's always usually written. I think written. you're right.
0: Yeah. I think, it's, yeah, I think you're right. It is like a TIA. And that, that woman did not have the education and the gravitas to act as the regent.
1: And that's she probably exactly yeah.
0: why he was chosen. And so sometimes a woman who was brought in just because she was beautiful, could end up becoming
1: king's mother and becoming the one in control mm-hmm. of it all. Weird circumstantial yeah. happen Good chance so. because of what people are pushing against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. pushing against someone who has maybe too many connections. So they go for the person who doesn't have any connections yeah. or loyalties to someone.
0: Absolutely, and because you they all want to keep co-opted into
1: this thing, and you're like, oh. So imagine. So
0: we're you know, Thomas the Second's just died. Everyone's like, we want to keep our jobs and keep our positions. There's this older the king dies after three years so everyone's about the same age so but there's a more highly placed kid in the hierarchy like we don't want him and he's got a really powerful father-in-law mm-hmm. who's like a big important guy who owns all this land in middle egypt or something yeah. they're like we don't want that he's got or all of high these high priest of
1: Amun, or yeah wife, he's yeah. got
0: all this family they're gonna come in and they're gonna fuck with everything they're gonna take our jobs we don't want any of that. Turn over everyone. So they, they all create this situation in which the Oracle can choose oh. the son of an uninfluential family so that they can keep their it's just court power. then
1: funny what T3 ends up being and doing. Right?
0: Yeah. So but he's us, uh... like the Second. He's like done with the sisters and yep. the mother is okay. My but... heir
1: is going to be someone totally random. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, the, the daughters can be brought in. As wives too mm-hmm. if the king is long-lived which is hella creepy yeah but
1: it's it's what the old patriarch will do maybe better than to marrying them off to someone random is it though no well like no <laughs> not actually but i meant like for them logistically society in terms of like to of this? keep your power amongst yourselves yeah so if we think of Amenhotep like, hearts in not good second
0: or Akhenon. Um, if, if he had taken these daughters and married them to... So you'd have to deal with now these other the and these other families. The are going to and yeah. they're going to try to gain power at court and it's going to be a whole big problem. Whereas if he marries them himself, then it's useful you and know, keeps all no the power in the it. family. Yep. This is how I think Tutankhamen was born. I, I don't know why no one else thinks this. Everyone's like, Tutankhamen is the product of Akhenaten and Nefertiti. You think it's Merit... Nope.
1: Meket
0: or is the product of Kia and Akhenaten. Nope. I think Tutankhamen is the product of of Akhenaten and one of, one the, of the one of the daughters, and it, she's not necessarily named. It's not important. It could have been but a, a younger one. What that body that
1: is uh, Tut's dad is young. What, what do you mean? The is it the KV fifty five mummy oh. that is genetically Tut's father? Yes. And then the K, the one lady is genetically Tut's mother. So we have physically their bodies. We just don't know who they are. But the the guy is younger. But again, this is trusting all these. But talk to any biarcheologist. I know why. Well, I, they well like, they, I mean, at first it was he was old, and now he's really young, so it can't be Akenai, and It has to be Smenkare or something. I don't. We don't even know who Smenkare is, and why is Nefert- Smenkare the same throne name as Nefertiti? I think Smenkare was Nefertiti, but yes. Yeah, so anyway. Um, my next question is about how the harem was administered, economic mm-hmm. elements. I think we talked a lot about this already, production of textiles. Mm-hmm. They held, you know, associated lands and so would have gotten all the wealth from farming and all this agricultural produce and and what's also interesting is we see from certain papyri documents that they were tax-free. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way of laundering money. <laughs> it is.
0: It really is. And it's it's like when you're watching when you're reading your Jane Austen and mm-hmm. you see the upper class ladies, like, painting screens mm-hmm. and learning portraiture, miniature portraiture. Flower and embroidering, and the, yes. making
1: silk, or uh, making lace, and yeah. these making very, like, high-quality beautiful, beautiful lace,
0: and they would keep it within the family and trade it for gift debt and favors, not necessarily for cash. That would or be just, too it was much. something
1: when you were on the market. Yeah. Like, can you sing? Can you, do you know Latin and Greek? Can you do your embroidery? Can you, like, darn socks? And... It's All a display things. of
0: your leisure, but also mm-hmm. of your skill, but also of your industriousness for your family. Yes,
1: that you're you can occupy yourself, so you're mm-hmm. not going to get into trouble, right? So I can sit and read my book and do my darning. Do they compete um, with
0: each other? These these oh, women I of their like they must have like look at this tapestry that so I've made. She so quickly and amazing, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, and then she's given better quarters or food because of it because. That kind of thing could go back to the court and get like favor the for the official who brought it
1: they have gifts for him oh mm-hmm. i wove you this beautiful soft blanket and yeah. i painted you this picture yeah. oh look king yeah look at this must have but i think also like economically they were actually producing these goods to then contribute to the larger Absolutely. economy um because the stuff from grab it's it's fairly "Quote unquote industrialized." We have but a fair amount that. of evidence. It's not just like people like doing this on the side. They and were like this means, workshops attached. The palace would have
0: had, faience workshops, mm-hmm. bronze and there's gilding workshops, right? right? Yep. They would have they would have had the place where all the jewelry is coming mm-hmm. out. They would have had coffin making, and carpentry and furniture making area, and then they had their stable of women, weaving shit for really rich people in other countries and throughout Egypt to mm-hmm. enjoy, and it is. It is rather extraordinary when you think about it in that way that these are commodified women, grouped together to intensify their reproductive abilities and to intensify their high-level craft abilities. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just kind of it's just kind of and all up. those
1: associated people. Yeah. There's pretty good evidence for that. They were bringing weavers with them. Yeah. Um, when they were coming. This is another reason why I think the
0: word harem must. Be used rather than another word. What do you want to call it? You could call it the henret, but then somebody who's not working with Egyptology won't yeah. know what the hell you mean. You could call it the ippet, same problem. And then yeah. you have to set it up each private time. private household you write doesn't it.
1: convey the economicness of it. No. Whereas using the
0: word harem, it, it absolutely does. Like palace, um, but then it doesn't. But you want to bring the sexuality, the commodification mm-hmm. into it. You wouldn't do it otherwise. Harem does all of that. Yeah. What are you going to call it? The reproductive <laughs> intensification <laughs> zone? Um, it's, it's not really. But that's what it is. Yeah. The reproductive commodification zone of, of young women. Yeah. Um, it doesn't The baby-making place
1: where they also do a lot of textiles. The baby-making place where they also
0: make really high-end <laughs> goods. Goods. No, it doesn't. It's not going to work. So Harem, Harem it is. Um, yeah. Works for me.
1: But I feel like it's like use harem, but always at the beginning, explain why you're using it mm-hmm. and the rationale and the history behind it and all this stuff. But then
0: put it in the title. So. People then see, they're like, ah, oh, I know what this means. Harem asterisk. If I put in the title, the Egyptian Henret.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. No.
0: That's great. Egyptologists the Egyptian may read the Privy
1: Palace. Yeah, it's not. Like, it's what's not, that mean? It doesn't have the same. Uh, no.
0: Oomph. But if you call it the Egyptian harem, then okay. You get people from other fields reading it. You get people. Outside of academia entirely, yeah. you get a larger interest group in, in the work that you're doing.
1: It is interesting how a, like, how harem became the word for a harem. And there's so many different, like, iterations of that mm-hmm. type of organization and mm-hmm. structure. But it's harem, the Ottoman, yeah. that became, like, the catch-all term. And there's, yeah. like, not another word where you can say, like, oh, this conveys the same sense. It's, it's only harem really conveys that sets well, because or you use like whatever the Persian word is for it or the Chinese word, and then, but you have to then explain it by saying it's the Chinese version of a harem. <laughs> but there are
0: some cultures I think that were better at openly systematizing the way to intensify the production of these young women hmm. versus others. The Egyptians didn't talk about it very openly. They didn't, they didn't need nor want to air this dirty laundry and display it for the world. They benefited from it. This It was in the same way that you don't have blueprints of the Great Pyramid. This is how we built it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to create blueprints of a harem because it's only for the king and it's his power. No one else needs to know. You keep it (laughs) veiled. And the Turkish system, they let more out probably because it helped to aggrandize the man who was at the head of that system. It was actually... Systematically created as a
1: pedestal for him to stand upon. Well, Egyptian king didn't. The need Ottoman that. Empire was so much bigger too. Yeah, and I think, and there was harems, and there was a lot of other things going on. Yeah, um, with these provinces and the involvement. But it served
0: and, them to talk yeah. about it more openly yeah. and to write about it and discuss it. Well, in the it, way
1: you became king, it was like a all-out yeah. brawl. Yeah, like anyone, any of more the children, any of the boys could become king. Um, you know, they had to fight for it. So Crazy. Crazy. Um, so we do have, we've talked about this a little bit, or it's, we've brought up these places. Um, where where were they located? Do we have any examples? Mm-hmm. So we talked about Menidit um, Grab, mm-hmm. um, which is up north near the Fayoum.
0: Right. It's probably um, like an hour and a half south of Cairo driving.
1: Yeah. Currently yeah. still being excavated, actually, by the French. The I thought the British were there. Uh, it's
0: Medina Garab, isn't Ian Shaw working so there? So he was working there, but yep. the
1: yo Oh, Yoyot a, took it over. Has taken it over. Oh, I didn't know that. I think Shaw's still doing some of the work, and like... Um, um, Hodgkinson... Is that her name? The person who did um, glass and stuff at Amarna has written oh, a book, okay. uh, has done some work there, but Shaw's not working there anymore. Okay. It's the evil... And the Fayum
0: has a lake there mm-hmm. because there's a tributary of the Nile that goes out to the left, goes out to the west, and then it just dumps into nothing f- and creates this lake. And it's beautiful. Um, it's, you know, there are birds flying on it. Yeah. It's, it's just a lush environment. There's palm trees everywhere. It's a gorgeous place. And people of Cairo go down there. Good farmland. It's like a farmland. weekend trip. Yeah. Really nice farmland. It's, it's a beautiful place. So you can imagine that being very nice. Um, a place where the king's like, Placer yeah, I want to get away.
1: Yeah, go um, hunting go. and relax exactly. and sail go around. Exactly, fishing and fowling. And
0: fight some hippos, do your thing.
1: Another um, one we have is Malkata. Mm-hmm. We have evidence of a harem there, but that's also where the king, Amenhotep III, was also living. Yeah. There's multiple palaces in Malkata. And Malkata and again, is a big lake.
0: <laughs> Western Thebes, yep. um, Amenhotep III, probably Akhenaten as well. And yes, we have information from his large scarab texts, that mm-hmm. he built a lake for Queen Tia, and there's always lakes involved with these things, and it's, it's kind of Iffitt-like, right? Mm. It's, the, it's the place where the king feels comfortable and safe, and um, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe the best harems are always associated with lakes. But, the, but also we should remark that these buildings were not made of stone, yep. made of mud brick, which are cool in the summer and warm in the winter, and they would have been plastered and painted bright colors mm-hmm. and really comfortable and all kinds of cushions and appointments and nice textiles mm-hmm. and windows looking out onto the lake and and a nice pool atrium kind of situation
1: yeah, nice on the inside
0: villa. yeah, beautiful villa that you mm-hmm. could that you could hang out in
1: lots of trees and fruits and things yeah. like this um we have. The tomb of Neferhotep shows a harem, so we can get an idea, of perhaps, what they looked like from that. Again, it's one of these schematic kind of Egyptian um, aspective views. Um, but
0: you don't see you don't see any of the women in there. It's more the no,
1: it's architectural. Yeah, it's like the it's rooms much more like the rooms the, and the the gates and things like this. Yeah. So, but we at least it gives us an idea of like what it would have looked like in the shape and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Rooms and um, and then of course, Amarna. Yeah. I think we can. The North Palace, I suppose. Yeah, so many palaces. Right. But yeah, I think the North Palace is usually Which regarded. think has a, it's next to the water or. Mm-hmm. And it has all those beautiful like water paintings mm-hmm. that are preserved in the frescoes.
0: And not super huge. Mm-mm. And it's, it's, it's a, removed.
1: Yeah. From like the main city too. So, so it's that's a why bit people more think secluded. his wife
0: Nefertiti, maybe Kia for some time and then his daughters live there. You know, Akhenaten doesn't seem to have had as big a harem he seems to have limited things a little more but we can't really know i suppose well it makes sense
1: in a way if it's like him and nefertiti were these intermediaries it's like you can't have other people then if they're this in this like chosen key position
0: i mean akhenaten just messes with everything doesn't he it's all Mm -hmm. very confusing
1: i'm sure he still had things on the side (laughs)
0: probably but it seems like you know, I, I don't know. I don't work on this we don't period, see, yeah. but there probably are texts that talk about the Henret Nesud. It's Nessut. so hard
1: too because it was such short-lived. <laughs> you know, we don't have. So if anyone knows, we'll, we'll check. But
0: if there's a Henret Nesud and Amarna, Marna, that, that's really interesting. Um, I don't know of
1: such titles. I have or my such notes. I have question mark Marna. So I yeah. think it's like you could interpret some of the, like the North Palace, as right. a Henret, but it's not called that.
0: So for a lot of the people listening, you may be confused. You know, one of the ways Egyptologists know if something is a harem by the, is by the text, not yeah. by the architecture. That's not necessarily going to help you. If you, if you find a mudbrick palace, you found a palace. But if you find an association with that palace, a marking of some kind, maybe from a pot or a ceiling that says that it's an official, uh, like an overseer of agricultural lands henry, yeah. of the henrod, of the, of the king. Then you're like, okay... We're dealing with an actual harem here. Mm-hmm. And there must have been harems at the palaces at Memphis, at oh, Heliopolis.
1: Yeah. We're missing so much. There, there's In so the much Delta, we don't know. Yeah. There probably was so many. Delta's where I would Penner's, want to put a harem. Oh, yeah. Nice, got, I would want one like right on the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Got a little beach or like the Red Sea. <laughs> I don't know if they were doing that, but yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, nice and location. we also
0: don't know about education. Yep. In the harem, we yeah, know, so if we, if we say there's lots of different languages being spoken and it was a more cosmopolitan, international type place, okay, fine. And we also say that it's the cop, it's the place where the boys are being trained in a nursery type mm-hmm. environment to read and write and be good officials. How much were the women allowed to be a part of all of that culture? Because it's mm-hmm. it's a place that they're encultured into.
1: Yeah. They Their sons letters? are learning
0: these things. Do they get to be a part of it?
1: Mm-hmm. Don't know. Presumably, I would think they were more educated, but maybe it's good to not.
0: I mean, the King's sisters are going to be able to read yeah. and write, they're going to have important positions and, and palaces of their own, but would the the mid-elite woman mm-hmm. be able to do these things, or would she spend all of her time would learning- Would she just be more weaving? Learning how to spin these tiny flax mm-hmm. threads together. Yeah. That can't have been easy. Oh. No. Have you ever tried
1: to Like take tiny, have you ever tried spinning? Not flax, wool, yes. But wool's nice because Because it sticks sticks together. Flax, that's why you usually wait until flax is tall. Yeah. Because the longer the initial thread is, the better it is. But if you're picking young flax, you want the fineness, you're going to have to ply a lot more stuff together and you usually need water because it it makes it um, stickier. And then you have to, usually you spin it against your leg and then you'll spin it again. The other direction? Yeah, the other direction. To ply Yep. Most cases.
0: And then it won't break when you're weaving, because mm-hmm. if it breaks, you've got trouble.
1: You can, so you can actually usually like re-ply it, even if it breaks like while you're weaving. You can redo it, even like with wool or anything.
0: Which makes you wonder, did women enter into the harem at the age of five or six? Did, did you Cause in send a lot of her cultures, away very, very young before she was ready to have babies? It doesn't matter.
1: Well, and like for weaving, in a lot of cultures, the kids are usually the ones who do a lot of the spinning. Right. Because that's something you can teach a child to do. You don't have to have that much experience to do it.
0: So I it's can like, think of the movie or the novel. Yeah, right? I know. The mother's there with her young she's daughter. She's weaving and the daughter's... And she's teach- the daughter's spinning and the mother's mm-hmm. weaving and she's teaching her how to do it and someday, my, my love, you'll do this for your husband and then dad comes home from the court or something like that and he's like you my love are going to the harem I've had a wonderful talk with the vizier mm-hmm. and like, or whatever Wait. and the wife is freaked out no no she's and too ha- young how do the parents feel when this kind of thing happens you know or is mama like oh yay finally some wonderful prospects for my daughter or is she like oh shit this is the worst thing we that could both... ever happen to you because this is what happened to my sister and she killed herself or who knows Yeah, yeah. um any of these these things are possible um I don't think I'd be super
1: Both. thrilled depends about it. It depends how like, conniving the family is to get like, power or something and want, want these connections.
0: Or how many daughters they have. They wouldn't do it with a single yeah. daughter. They'd marry her away. So maybe we have to start our novel or our film with, with five girls <laughs> <laughs> who are Well, who I don't know. Spinning. If they have the
1: son who's having the kids to carry on the family stuff, yeah. they might not care. Even if it's one girl, they might not care so much. That's true. They have the son. But, but yeah, the, if but they have the only the had life
0: expect life expectancy. Yeah, you got to hedge your bets. You do have you to, need head to have your bets. multiple <laughs> options. So maybe two, three girls in the harem, two, three girls married to other yeah. dudes. Your sons doing other things: one in the military, one in the priesthood. Mm-hmm. And that's how you have to think. That's like your Differenti- diversification yes, of, of your portfolio. portfolio. <laughs> yeah, your stocks and your bonds, yeah, and because your children are your fortune. That's who's mm-hmm. going to keep you wealthy and give you your staff of old age, as the Egyptians called it. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, we don't know
1: well, so much.
0: We but do when know we don't know things. Yes. I caution everyone to think it's because they didn't want to tell us, mm-hmm. and because there was no need. It didn't serve the system for them to let that information out.
1: But the things we do know, yeah, like the harem conspiracies, yes, were let out.
0: Yes, they were, which is really strange. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start with the first one in sixth so dynasty? We
1: can do Teddy. Okay. Which we kinda of talked about a little bit. Yeah. But only mentioned in Wenny's autobiography. I mean there's nothing to talk about. It's, it's just he says he was part of a a secret in the Queen's Palace. And right. it's assumed and assumed that this is part of a assassination of the king. And Teddy,
0: the first king of the sixth dynasty, and he's um Said to be assassinated in Manetho, I think. Mm-hmm. If that Teddy is the teddy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Manetho's names are always different. And so people have made the circumstantial leap that these secrets that Wenny is investigating mm-hmm. because he's taking Yeah, it's never said like, that it's an assassination no, never. or something. It's So it's it's taking Manetho, which is which is third century B C E
1: and comparing that to a text from the beginning yeah, of the 6th Dynasty. says he was buried or murdered by his palace bodyguards. Right. And then we have, because then after him, we have this weird usurper of Usakare. Why am I saying that weird? Usakara. Um, oh, wait, is he
0: 5th Dynasty, mm-hmm. Teddy? 6
1: 6 it is 6 oh, okay, Kara. Right. See, so we have after him in, in. 3000 years of history yeah. you
0: leave your dynasties
1: i was like no you're right <laughs> but we have okay. Userkara coming after him okay. seeming like this weird short-lived usurper mm-hmm. like maybe there was like a military coup or something yeah. and he let it they killed teddy and he's the one who kind of took over and then he dies and then it goes back to teddy's line right after and
0: when you read these things in the Egyptological literature, and you tell me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong here, for and both- we have
1: the um, Kanawati stuff of there's that talk where his name's chiseled out, and then they like oh right, took, put it in and then took it back out of some of his officials in Saqqara. Right, Kanawati's an Egyptologist. Yeah, sorry.
0: So when you read this stuff in the Egyptological literature, tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like. they'll say, oh, the women were involved in some sort of conspiracy because they wanted to place their son on the throne.
1: It's always the way. Oh, in the Egyptological literature, the explanation, yes. Yes.
0: Instead of women are exploited or fault, (laughs) or arm-twisted or threatened... Or used as
1: pawns to do something for them because they had. Or they access. weren't even involved. If it was the right. palace bodyguards, the right. women could have had no idea what was happening. They could have opened the door. They could have. And been it was open just the, door. the bodyguards are there because that's what the bodyguards are for. Yeah, and they coordinated I mean, it all. of course,
0: all. that's Menetho, but still.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you don't know.
0: But, but then we have. But but what I'm saying is yeah. I want to caution. Yes. That that the women women in a patriarchal system.
1: They become these pawns. evil
0: witches. They, they become these evil witches, as told in the history, and it's a very useful thing to make the woman the bad guy, so you don't have to make the man the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly or what that happened with Teddy Cleopatra was awful versus <laughs> Mark Antony. So Cleopatra's yeah. the bad guy. Mark Antony's she the good guy. Him. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Or like, what if Teddy was an awful ruler and they were getting Could rid be. of him? Well, you know, be. we cannot know. Possibly another harem conspiracy with Amenemhat the first. So yes. Middle Kingdom. Do we have this weird, he disappears, then we have this weird. Um... It's in
0: two places. It's the instruction of Amenemhat, yep. and it's okay. in the tale of Sinue. yep. And, and in Sinue, and in the instruction, you see that he's killed when he's most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. When he, and he doesn't and say exactly what or how. Surprise. It's a surprise. It came at night, it came when it was least expected. It came from people he
1: trusted. His son was away. The heir. Of His the Crown son Prince. was away. It's kind of like it's a bodyguard attack, but yeah. you don't know. Well, and insinuate ah runs away. So uh-huh. then you assume, and he insinuates, insinuates, insinuates that he had something to do with it, and that's and why he had to get that off.
0: Is associated with the harem, with
1: the queen. Yeah, and that's
0: why people say that this could potentially be a harem conspiracy. And Amenemhet the was killed. It is said in the text mm-hmm. very openly. That he was killed. So sometimes it serves the Egyptian system to say that the king was killed, arguably because they're pushing back and doing a crackdown.
1: Or yes, and then the next king is trying to be like, "No, I got it." <laughs> right, yeah, so he's the gotta son be like, is like,
0: "No, no, we're good. Everything was all fucked up. I'm draining the swamp. Mm-hmm. Watch me do it." And then there is a purge, and it's not yep. a pretty time. It's he probably, probably not a good time. He probably killed all of them to be an ancient Egyptian, and that's why right?
1: Sinaway ran away. Yeah,
0: exactly. Whether he's like, he had gonna anything to do with it, going to get caught up in this. They're going to kill me. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, so that's that's another one. Maybe. Um, but
1: then we have our last, and this one's the for, sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. We have much more information.
1: Ramsey's the third.
0: Yeah. So this one is preserved in a document called the Turin Judicial uh, Papyri. And they, these papyri are, and it was once one papyrus, I suppose, yeah, cut up in the like and, and, like that. and Yeah, and there's like Mayor A and B and
1: other things. Yeah. Mayor
0: A and B are tomb robbery papyri. Oh, is that what I'm thinking yeah, of? Yeah, these okay. are... Um, yeah, Turin Judicial Papyri, and it's Chiron Museo Egizio, and has a, I don't know what the inventory number is, no. if there's one or many, because I know now it's in different sheets, but but we've cut them into those sheets, so mm. I don't know how it was exactly found. The papyrus is in great shape, yeah, and the letters are like, they're like four inches tall. It's beautiful. Beautiful, nice, erratic, mm-hmm. but if you write letters four inches tall in a papyrus, you want people to see it in a display from far away, and the... The document talks about an investigation. Mm-hmm. It names names. It it has uh, a queen. It has her son. It has all of these butlers, like we were talking about before, guards and servants, magicians, um, acts of magic, yeah. uh, kind it's of voodoo magic are accused. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's even accusations of the harem women seducing the... Um, the the judges involved mm-hmm. in in investigating this case, and it seems that the outcome, besides the fact that Ramses the throat was cut and he was murdered, that the outcome of the investigation and interrogations is that the low-born people are impaled,
1: mm-hmm. and the
0: high-born people commit suicide. Yeah, maybe with So the they're poison. allowed or yes. allowed to
1: commit suicide o- yeah.
0: of some kind. And if you want to know more about all of these. I would look to Pascal Vernus, V E R N U S. His book is called "Affairs and Scandals of Ancient mm-hmm. Egypt," and I think it's a Cornell University publication. Yeah, that was that easily book's been accessible great. paperback, yeah. cheap, really fun mm-hmm. book. Because, and you'll get everything in there. You'll get the the Teddy Peppy harem yeah. conspiracy, and you'll also get this mm-hmm. um, any Medinet Habu. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or sorry, I shouldn't say Medina Habu. Sorry, the, potentially. I, some people say he was killed at Medina Habu, but I think that's a bit much yeah. for him to say. For the people to say that he was killed in that high gate. don't know. Um, it was probably in a different palace environment. But you, you'll get all of the information about who was involved and, and what went down, as far as we know. But they never say in the papyrus that he actually died, the king. You only know
1: it. Yeah, but they always. Well, they say that it's the fifteenth. Day fifteen of the second month of Shemu, and they say he was. And I think he was. So I think the why they think he's at Medinet Habu is because he was down south for the beautiful feast of the valley. Right. And they're saying where else would he have been staying?
0: Well, and also where is? And we haven't talked about this yet, but where is the harem presented, at all, ever in pictorial form? Mm-hmm. It's only at the Temple of Millions of Years of Ramses the Third at Medinet Habu, mm-hmm. where you have the Eastern High Gate and the Western High Gate. In a Syrian architectural forum where the second and third floors of each of these show the king and the company of his nubile young things. Yep. And he's playing Senate with them. Mm-hmm. He's grabbing one of them by the snatch. Yep. It's like Trump existed millions of years ago. <laughs> and And he's just hanging out with all these naked chicks. And it's like. Because that's depicted there, I think people look at this and they assume Mm -hmm. that this was where he was hanging out with them. This is his only harem space. It's just all we have preserved. I I don't think that this is where the king was actually killed. There's also a place in the text where he was in a high place. Yeah, and I think think it's the tower. And so that's why they say it was the tower. I mean, anything's possible. Mm -hmm. But maybe there was a a multi-storied mud brick palace that he was I mean
1: we don't have uh, other palaces dating to this time. No. So no. Yeah. there probably was others. Yeah. Yeah I'd always, uh, when was the big strike?
0: That's Ramses third. Yeah. yeah. It's third. So I
1: always, because it's, when you read this text, it always starts off with um, one of the pantry chiefs. So I guess the guy in charge of the pantry. Yeah. Um, he was like running around outside inciting people, stirring them up. Yeah. Inci- in order to make rebellion against the Lord. And I always wonder if it's not so much, like they always like, as you were saying, they blame, I think the, the minor wife's tea and how she wanted Pentaware her son, to become king. Mm-hmm. But if there's also a strike going on at this time, there's economic issues, It's is it more related to that? And that there's, and that these people are, I don't know, there's inflation and the gas prices are too high and they're like, <laughs> get rid of the king. And like, let's do something off with their heads, eat the rich. And, and it's because it's like he's inciting the people. It's not this like kind of hidden, it is hidden in the harem and it's all these harem associates. You know, it's the, the butler, the cattle overseer, the overseer of the harem, the clerk of the harem. Um, all, these, all these guys. I think it's a combination of agendas. So I wonder just if things were not good.
0: I think you're right that there is, you know, we have all of those strike papyri from Western Thebes mm-hmm. and for the Deir al medina workmen in particular who were not getting paid from the vizier, i.e. the court at all. Yep. And they have to go on strike and it's the Amun priesthood that pays them. So that's what's happening in Western Thebes. This this murder probably also happened in Western Thebes, but all of Thebes was likely suffering from non-payment yeah. by the have court. Got a lot of grumpy people about. A lot of grumpy people, but don't forget that the people in charge of it are a highly placed queen and a highly placed, king, placed king's son. Mm-hmm. And so multiple agendas means, yeah, there's a lot of pissed off Thebans who aren't getting paid through their institutions like normal. Yeah. And they, you need them to cooperate. So inciting people to go along with it, that's one thing. But then there's the highly placed court. People probably have Theban background through the mother's line. But they're also interested in making...
1: They're like, let's use this opportunity... To make themselves To more get important. rid of him. Everyone's unhappy. This will be perfect. Yeah,
0: but you wonder like if the, the king's mother... Or, sorry, the prince's mother and the prince, if they're also looking to aggrandize their own positions vis-a-vis others at court mm-hmm. with the death of this king. Because, you know, if you grew up in a monarchy, it's not like you think, oh, we're going to make the monarchy stop. This isn't revolutionary. No, This isn't like we're going to get rid of the king, right? But... You're thinking of moving this king aside, so there can be another king who's going to work better for you. Who's going to give you something? Yeah. And that's you have to be thinking that many steps ahead, or you would never, ever go through with such a ridiculous scheme. Mm-hmm. So you can be mad and upset and disgruntled, but you're not going to kill a king unless you have your a ducks plan. in a row. <laughs> yeah, and you and you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do next, and this is what we're going to. If you're going to have a coup, you better have plan A, plan B, plan C. Yes, there have been bad coups in history, but like. If you're gonna potentially be impaled because you mess this up, then you need to do this, you need to do this right. Yeah. So so I think that the people at the very top who got to commit suicide mm-hmm. had different agendas than the people at the bottom who opened doors or snuck somebody a knife or yep. whatever it was yeah, that people they in. were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like we have, as you said, we have uh Ramses the third's mummy and it shows that, you know, his throat was cut all the way down to the bone. And that's and published his foot by Zahi Huasa. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. published in, like, a note, too. Yeah. It's not fully published. It, well, because I
0: think it's mostly on TV, right?
1: It's yeah, a I think it was on TV, and there's a short publication. Okay. Um, but his foot, too, was... Someone hacked off his foot with, like, a axe. That's crazy. So they they so attacked him.
0: Ramses Third was a soldier. He mm-hmm. was fighting the Sea Peoples. His dad... probably came up on was a soldier, mercenary guy of, mm-hmm. of high reputation. And he he was... Probably fighting as, as well as he could, so that explains the injury in the foot. It's kind of, there's another film. I think he looks
1: like Woody Harrelson. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, he does
0: look like Woody Harrelson. <laughs>
1: if you look up a picture of the mummy, he kind of looks so like funny. Woody Harrelson. Um, and then the last, of course, is they have that unknown man E, that body that was buried in an impure goat skin. And they did DNA testing because they are like, oh, it has to be pentaware. Whatever. And he is related to Ramsey III. So maybe it is. Oh, he is?
0: That so and says, his mouth is open and he's got some weird so scream. So says
1: Zahi Hawass' study on it. The DNA stuff. And he was buried in they a They have skin? the same okay, maybe not related. They have the same Y haplogroup. So they share genetic relations.
0: But that doesn't mean he's related to Ramsey He's related III. somehow,
1: but is it his son? Is it an
0: unusual haplogroup?
1: No, it's, it's they're the same haplogroup. But I'm assuming a lot of the probably you men... You and I could be the same haplogroup. Exactly. Group. We probably are. I'm part of like one of the biggest mitochondrial haplogroups. We'll look my, up after. But <laughs> I'm assuming all the males perhaps of, of the court might have a similar haplogroup because there's so much incest as we were talking about. It, and, yeah, of course. You know, I don't know. But someone who knows DNA can tell us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the, I guess, most famous. We could talk of harems. I can't, later, like all the stuff with Cleopatra, the whole Ptolemy family, I'm not going to consider a harem, but there was obviously a lot of murdering and killing going on there too.
0: Oh my goodness. I mean, you. you, it's funny, the Ptolemies were the more, they engaged in more brother-sister marriage than any ancient Egyptians did, these Macedonian Ptolemies. Mm -hmm. And they get rid of the harem because they engage in monogamy. So it's like they rule out, the risk-averse function of what a harem is, they which is to, to make sure you have uh-huh. as many offspring as possible. Yeah, and then they're killing each other right and left. So it's amazing that the dynasty lasted for some 300 years longer mm-hmm. than any other Egyptian dynasty. It's kind of extraordinary. But they had harems in their way. Yeah. So you can have monogamy and then create other outlets for the king to, to be able to I'm sow sh- his seed. I'm sure, yeah. Um, but for, for our listeners, you should go to the Oriental Institute... And look up the Medina Habu High Gate. Mm-hmm. These are published, and you can see the scenes, which are really just amazing uh, scenes that show the king and the company of his young women, and all of them have their hair covered with head cloths, and they're wearing these these head. Covering or these, these head dresses, I suppose, oh, like a oh, modius. like the crown, yeah. They have a crown. Mm-hmm. It's a modius, like a round a crown. Cornucopia. And then coming out of that is a kind of cornucopia. Mm-hmm. It's like all these plants
1: coming out of it. But they're and the, but otherwise they're completely naked, pretty much they're, except for like a little like they're, girdle. They're, they're little completely girdle.
0: naked with a little girdle. And the cornucopia coming out of their head is almost certainly a mandrake mm-hmm. fruit. Just sexual. And the mandrake, if you use the fruit, not the root. The root like puts you to sleep no. and can kill like you. Like Harry Potter. But the fruit, like, is Viagra of the ancient day. Doesn't it also look very, very vulva-like? No,
1: it looks like a tomato cut in half. It looks. Well, like I thought a it had like a little bit more of a grape tomato or something. I thought. Maybe I'm just seeing all of this everywhere. I don't know.
0: I, I mean, (laughs) I don't know if it has like a triangular shape or anything like that. I thought it had a bit of a like a little, like a whatever. I have to look. But when you cut the mandrake fruit in half, it looks kind of like a tomato does. Mm. You see the seeds and stuff like that. It's a nightshade. Oh. And and there's one extraordinary scene where it actually happens a couple of times where Ramses is seated on his throne and it doesn't look like he's wearing any clothes either. Um, mm. He may have a belt, he may not. It's unclear, but mm-hmm. he's seated there on his throne and he's holding on his lap right where his erection would be, the mandrake yeah. fruit. And the fruit is cut in half and he's holding that and so he can't show that he has the erection because that would be too much. But he's showing that he can and the, the fruit is the there fruit and the and thing the that seeds. would give it to him right, with all of yeah. those special properties that the mandrake oh, Yeah, has. the
1: mandrake doesn't look like a vagina. Um, or a vulva.
0: And it's also possible that those headdresses... Yeah, that's right.
1: Little fans.
0: Um, well, look, but look at they're making into a
1: triangular way. Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah. what I was like, kind yeah, of getting yeah. that like shape. Okay, I agree now. It has a similar kind of uh, vulva. Yeah, like a pubic, pubic triangle esqueness yeah. to it. I'll go with that.
0: And and I was working with. Um, oh yeah, they do look like tomatoes. With some wow. of my students about this, and it's like the mandrake root looks like a human being yeah. in terms of skin and. And roots. the way the roots grow, like, two legs and two arms, it looks like a human. And these girls are all there with the mandrake flowers coming out of their heads as if they are the they root. They are a
1: plant. They are the yeah. plant.
0: And if you can't get more commodifying of the female, the young female in particular, because you can see these are prepubescent mm, girls. Mm-hmm. They don't have big boobies. No, no tall, big boobies they here. They don't have hips.
1: They're very tiny. Very slim. tiny
0: young girls. We're talking about, like... 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. which is another very uncomfortable part of this subject, but something that needs to be discussed. Yeah, that but to
1: them back then, that was not an, not there was no age of back consent. Then, what, who was
0: Jeffrey Epstein? Well, I, I know, right? or Matt Gates. Yeah, um, but somehow this idea of patriarchal masculine power and the ability to bed, deflower, exploit, or abuse a 12, 13, 14-year-old girl, or even younger, is somehow associated with with making that power greater mm-hmm. i don't understand it except that it's a way for them to feel powerful it's a way for them to display power to other men today um, i just think it's
1: yeah you're the power differential is so great in that type of circumstance yeah where once you're with a a, a woman
0: yeah
1: i think she, who can fight back who can who fight back can who has a own out. sense of self um you know right you can't take advantage as much it, Hopefully. it is like a creepy sexual a creepy, abuse like, within super... four walls
0: kind of thing like like the abuse of the stepdaughter or the daughter which mm-hmm. we know happens all the time but it's something that patriarchy keeps well hidden yep. it's it's yeah again and there i say the harem is the word it freaking deserves so I'll I'm I'm gonna stick yeah. with that word. It's icky, it would be
1: like the ickiness is the
0: ickiness is part of it. It would be like saying, Oh, and this is people are doing this right now, oh, the textbook shouldn't have the word slave in it. Mm-hmm. Let's use the word enforced uh, servitude. Yeah,
1: or like oh what's it? Like temporary something, <laughs> something it's it's crazy. Like, uh temporary
0: serfdom. Or like I mean, or, when or, they or, describe or no, permanent serfdom or something. Or they like describe
1: that. like the middle passage and they're like they were traveled to Ugh. the new world and it's like mm, they weren't on holiday like let's be real
0: so if the word has a lot of weight and it, it fills you with distaste good yep. because all of those things would have we come can't with yeah we system. can't romanticize no. and
1: glorify the no. what they were doing
0: a woman who was married to a man in an ancient egyptian society in elite society or like a lower elite wealthy farmer kind of woman would have been mistress of her household she would mm-hmm. have ordered people around she would have had a say in in the up, had some economic upkeep freedoms. of her home yeah. she would have been able to discipline her children and tell them what to do a woman in a harem would have had none of those things there would have been somebody undercutting her everywhere yeah yeah and she it's a, it's really a system of systematic abuse is what it is yep. of the female
1: yeah, they're not, they're not worrying about her in any way.
0: <laughs> but in typical patriarchal fashion, they moralize it, mm-hmm. they ideologize it, and they tell you that you're lucky to be there and that the God She's is good blessed for your by family. it. And it's a yeah. holy office to, to fulfill. It's good for your family. And just shut up and enjoy it. You might have the king's child. And in typical patriarchal fashion, it pits women against each other. Mm-hmm. It doesn't create a sisterhood, oh, it creates a viper pit.
1: Yes, yes. I can yes. only imagine. Yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. Well, on that note, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully this recording was better quality. I hope so, too. Um, and I think we hit on we all do the have same... We
0: crows. We apologize for the crows. Yeah.
1: They're gone now. They're gone now, and I think we paused so I can erase them.
0: Oh, good. Um,
1: but I think we hit all the same things, um, so it'll be good to have this back out there. Okay. Cover. I'm, was, I'm, I think this was a very popular episode, so... Oh, good. Yeah. And people were so all upset. Everyone was like, was like, I can't yeah. hear it. They were like, I want it. So we <laughs> give will give it to you. Um, but this was fun. And, and I'm, I'm, just so you know,
0: I'm, I'm working on publications about the harem. I have an article coming out in my Egyptian Society book. Yep. I'm working on a number of publications with Teran.shayegon. Jordan and I may be doing harem stuff. In the future, that sounds worse than it is. We mean in publication
1: form. We're going to be <laughs> holding our own harem, <laughs> and it's called the Patreon. No, it's just gonna, the Patreon.
0: <laughs> oh, and speaking of Patreon. Ah, um, look at that segue. I know. You, you, I you did it. I didn't, I didn't do it. Um, let me just point out that Patreon is hugely important, not for me, but for Jordan, so that she doesn't have to do as much extra gig work. It helps Jordan to put together these podcasts every week yeah. so that we can give you podcasts every week. This is absolutely essential to to pay people for their labor and to make mm-hmm. this something that uh, we can we can be more expand regular about upon producing too. and yeah. expand on. And then the Patreon also allows us to throw in those live yeah, we get live discussions, events. which yep. I think will be really fun. Yep,
1: yeah, and and the more Patreon we get and the more free time we can uh, not out. free time, but time we can <laughs> devote solely to the podcast, the yeah. more things we can do exactly get merch started, other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. but we need to. Grow it slowly. Yeah,
0: so do some live events, maybe live podcasts where we can read some of your comments mm-hmm. while we're speaking yep. and things like that. That could be that could be no, really fun. Yeah, we can.
1: Yeah, lots of ideas, but yeah, we just need more time to devote to it, and that's what Patreon helps us to
0: do. Yeah. So get to the Patreon. If you don't know where to go, go to my Squarespace page. Just put in my name, Kara Cooney, and you'll you'll find that. And if you go to the podcast, there'll be a link to the Patreon yep. there. And if you join at minimum five dollars,
1: minimum five for live events, yeah. Okay,
0: join there, and then you can get into all the live Three, events. Right, if you just
1: want to
0: join the Discord, join and the Discord, things. and
1: yeah. submit questions that we'll answer yeah. and stuff like that.
0: Which is also good. Mm-hmm. So, so get in on that, and um, and we'll we'll definitely see you next time. Yes, on Afterlives of ancient Egypt.
1: Huzzah! Okay, bye everyone. Thanks for for joining us. Yeah.
0: Thank you to our listeners for your support and for subscribing wherever you listen. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with others and leave us a five star review. Send us your questions related to the show and topic suggestions for future episodes to karakuni at gmail.com. You can find the show notes in the podcast section of my website, karakuniegyptologist.com. For that, thank you, Amber Myers Wells. There you'll also find info on my books and upcoming lectures. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for my newsletter to keep up on the latest news and content from me. Check out the conversations that happen after the podcast mic is turned off by subscribing to our Substack, Afterlives After Party. You can find me on Facebook at Kara Cooney Egyptologist and on Twitter and Instagram at Kara Cooney. See you next time on Afterlives with Kara Cooney.